And what is up, guys? Coming to you live and direct. <laughs> <laughs> Gonna try new voices every time, dude. Coming to you live and direct. Kermit the Frog here. From the Echoplex in Los Angeles, California. Oh. <laughs> it is the Real Nostalgia Podcast. <laughs> the only reason I said the Echoplex is because I was saying that all the bands are like releasing uh shows and stuff and i was just like thinking about it it's like overwhelming uh, right now man yeah it's pretty overwhelming i spent too much money Woo! <laughs> but yeah guys we got another episode of the real nostalgia podcast coming to you live and direct uh this is another in-person podcast uh <laughs> i don't i don't know if we're going back to the other podcast uh anytime soon of uh zoom over the phone podcasts or facetime or facetime yeah it was facetime uh, but yeah, guys, we got another episode to you uh, coming to you. The use, you know what I mean. I watched a lot of uh, movies. There was a lot of uh, stacked releases this week. A lot of shelved releases finally came out. Um, but yeah, uh, how you doing, Ruben? I'm doing good, man. Uh, yeah, I saw a couple movies, <laughs> <laughs> and by a couple I mean two. Uh, yeah, don't, don't don't pressure, man. No pressure, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, I don't know. Uh, what was I? What was I? Oh yeah, the 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 show thing. Which show? Th- oh, the the concerts. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, there's like a lot of bands announcing that their like first couple shows are gonna happen in September. Sept. The earliest, right? Is September. Uh, yeah, I think so. I know. I seen July. I seen a couple for July. Well, I know I have a ticket for June to see Anthony Green. Which is I had next, to count my next month. Right my and uh, that's my first one. But that's socially distant. Yeah. And Rancho. Yeah, the ones that are coming out like this summer are like full on. 100% I know. I got a show. I got a show for. Uh, I got a show for uh, Halloween. Halloween night on Sunday. Really? On Sunday, I think it's a Sunday. Halloween falls on a Sunday this year. Uh huh. Halloween night, and then uh, the week before, Sea Haven's going to be playing with Dash, opening for Dashboard Confessional. Oh yeah. But I don't like Dashboard. Either. But I might drive down to it's uh, an San Diego. Show. It's an acoustic show, right? Yeah, I'm down, bro. <laughs> I might drive to Soma the weekend before because they're playing at Soma the weekend before. And then uh, Hail the Sun's playing in Chain. Like they're going to open the yeah, tour in Chain. Yeah, I mean, that's like when you sent me that, you like sent me the like, like, uh, amazed emoji. And I was like, no, no, I was like, because Chain's so small and, and compact. Like, it's I like, mean, people are wilding, dude. It's over, dude. <laughs> people are going crazy. I looked at the date of that and like all the shows, a lot of shows are already starting like that month specifically. Yeah, and I think it ends in October, right? What? That tour, the Hail the Sun one? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It ends they, at the Telegram. Co- yeah, they come back into L.A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, man, so many shows, and like, I have a bunch of tickets already like stacked up. To, like, I know a bunch of shows have been selling out like uh, like immediately. So It's just too much, man. Too much money. Like Some of these shows are expensive. I mean, none of the shows I'm going to are expensive. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All the shows I'm going to, I think like the max I paid was like $30, and then everything else is like 12 15 18 That corn and stain show. That yeah, that's three, whack. $310 or something I had to, I had to pay. That's how they gouge you, dude. Old ass fools like you. They're like, nostalgia! <laughs> Not nostalgia. I still listen to them, dude. Nostalgia. Uh, nostalgia! I'm, I'm, I'm keeping it alive. <laughs> Where are you going to see them at? at? At the Irvine. What is it? The Five Point Amphitheater? Oh, my God. They're playing an amphitheater? Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's pretty intense, my boy. Where did you get tickets at? Live Nation? No, no. Like where at the venue in the pit area or like? no? It's it's right above the pit. Oh, it's okay. a little bit above to the right. Like, so it's like seated. Yeah, it's seated. Okay. And that place is is like a makeshift amphitheater. It's really weird. But they're not socially distancing that. Show, no, it's one hundred percent capacity. But I got that like the aisle. Yeah. So you know, in case somebody coughed, I could run out. Oh my god, that's super intense, my boy. It's better than being indoors though. It's outdoors. I guess. That's good. I just don't like those type of people that go to that show. It's a very <laughs> weird crowd. That's an older crowd though. Yeah, sure, it'll be the same crowd as Deftones. Nah, we'll, we'll be, Deftones we'll be a Deftones. lot of Hispanics. A lot of his, dude, Hispanics love corn. Nah, a lot of white people on that one, my boy. <laughs> Hispanics love <laughs> they come, corn. They dude. come out for the. They come out for those two guys. Dude, corn S- stained and corn. That's like white boy. That's white boy central. Corn and Morrissey and this corn is, from Bakersfield. Yeah, uh, exactly, my boy. It's mainly Hispanic. Nah, bro, it's a lot of a lot of uh, meth heads out there. Fucking a Bakersfield. lot of uh, white Lopez's and oh white Hernandez's. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of shows coming out. It's gonna be pretty fucking wild. It's gonna be pretty litty, as the kids say. Um, but yeah, what's your first one? I don't know. I have to look. I really have to look. I know that like 
I want to say it's going to be like a local show and it's going to be like a smaller show. Oh, okay. But the Deftones is going to be your first big one. Yes. That's an yeah amphitheater, but that's a nice but it's one. Outside. Yeah. There's another one that's outside, and I don't think I'll be scared by then. I hope not. I mean, at this point, I'm already going to the movies a lot, so mm-hmm. it's uh, it's going to be a shock for the first show for sure. But I think it's going to be a shock for like 15 minutes, and you're like, well, you're here. so Yeah, well, yeah once you're there. It's, it's, <laughs> you're here, my boy. It's like weird. Today, you know, I was buying tickets for the, the Clipper game mm-hmm. for the announced playoff tickets, so you can buy tickets for, I think, the first four home games, um, and... When you buy the tickets, you know, they tell you you can either buy a vac- like the vaccinated section or you can buy a socially distant section. Oh, okay. I, I would still buy the socially distant. Yeah, I totally, distance. totally was like, no, 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 no. We're yeah. not doing the vaccinated. Because, like, that's the thing I was telling Ralph. Like, I, we don't, how do you know that people are gonna are vaccinated? You know oh, dude, I, mean? I know I know personally some people that somebody, got, like, fake hearts yeah. and shit. Yeah, so that's the whole thing. It's, like, uh, it's kind of scary. Like, I, th- I think it's a little too early for me to go. They're selling them for, like, $60. That's it? Yeah. I thought they'd be more. I know. I mean, you can print them out yourself because a lot of them, you just got to show a picture of it. Really? Yeah. Oh. It's not like you'd have to take your... Because it's like a little, little paper card, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know for the game, I have to show it. You have to take it with you? Yeah, yeah. It says... You, it says it take it, yeah? You, well, it says you either have to show proof that you've been vaccinated like two uh, two weeks after the... like the. Oh, yeah, the final. That, or oh. you take a test 48 hours before the game. Oh, Okay. So no matter what. No matter what. Even if you're socially distanced, you have to show uh, yes. a pos- Oh, really? Yeah, that's what it says. Oh, that's cool. But the thing about this, so the thing about the vaccinated thing is like they were $15 cheaper uh, than the other one. It's like them trying to give you that shake, yeah. free shake shack. This is the incentive. And then also when you buy the the non-vax or like when you buy the fully vaccinated ones, mm-hmm. you can buy a single ticket. Oh. When you buy the socially distanced, you have to buy them in pairs. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... Yeah, I mean, they try to get you, but that's the thing. Like, that's the thing. I don't. How do you know? You can't. There's, there's no way. I mean, there is. Just, and that's how it's going to be with shows. It's like, yeah. I mean, if people are asking for you to bring something, then I'll bring it. But it's like, I know, I know they were working like on a passport thing, where like it's official, where it's like a government app that you download and you like submit your stuff, and then you can show your. It's kind of like a little passport on your phone. Okay. You know, but I mean, has I like a QR code. I'm sure. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know when they're going to do that. I mean, it's, I'm sure it's Government, not that hard. I mean, it's like, not that hard to make an, an app like that. Yeah, I mean, because once they do that, they could just be like, "No, we need that in order to get in." Yeah, you know, instead of people bringing their fake paper cards. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. So it's like very sketch. Like I'm very scared. That's what I'm like. My biggest fear with the shows are. Uh huh. Because I was gonna buy a couple shows at the Roxy, and I'm like, oh man, this is smaller. So are, when these shows are they? You have to wear masks. I know. I don't know. Because I know in June. Uh, the governor over here said no, uh, no masks. Why well, aren't they saying by like the end of the month? They said in June. I don't know. That July first, the mandate's going to get lifted. Oh, well, next month is June. Oh shit, I'm behind. My bad. What about we're in May? We're in May. Holy shit, I'm like a month behind. I'm a month behind. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but yeah, okay. I mean, I can see them lifting it earlier because Orange County already lifted it, right? I don't know, but I, today they they announced some. They're like in the yellow tier or some shit, so like things are fully open. Well, we're we're in the yellow too, but I know like um, I've been seeing like a lot of videos of people getting crazy at Targets yeah. like in California because yeah. they're like, oh, I guess like I seen the Ricky Schroeder video that's like all over the news and stuff. Nationwide, the mask mandate is like lifted for like you know if it's like you don't have to wear it, yeah. you know, if you're vaccinated, yeah. So like some like Targets like yeah if you're vaccinated you don't have to wear it. And yeah, stores Target like Trader Joe's. But over here in California, it's different. You know, they they're they're going by like our local you know, officials, officials, and people are coming to California expecting not wear a mask at Target and flipping out because they're making them wear a mask. Oh my god! Dude. So there's a lot of videos right now of people just like like this is federal Truther, law. truthers, and then they're like, well, we don't go by you know federal. We're doing by like you know our local <laughs> private company, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> we refuse service to anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Yeah. It's it's exhausting shit like that. People like that. It's definitely gonna be interesting though, man. Going to shows. Yeah, see, that's the other thing too. It's like I want to think. I wonder if like I, I will be ready to wear go to a show without a mask. I feel though like 
a lot of times like the shows we go to everybody's pretty chill you know like not like for the most part a lot of shows we go to it's like a younger crowd so obviously yeah. they're going to be uh, a lot more on the progressive side you know uh-huh. what i mean um that stain show i don't know that deftone show that's like those are two shows i don't know yeah because there's a lot of cholos that get wild <laughs> at the deftone show you know and you don't know but those are bigger shows but like you said like i think if we buy tickets for that hail the sun show i think we should be okay yeah so it's, it's definitely a younger crowd yeah and I'm not going into the last band, so okay, like. <laughs> By that time, the room's already filled with all the particles. <laughs> they need to come with that with some pill that like inoculates like everything that's in the air, so you just like go in and it's like. Whew. Oh, like well, I know AMC has those new air filters that they're putting for their air conditioning. Really? Yeah, and it's like supposed to be like you know kills the viruses or something. Huh. I mean, it's it's yeah. That's they just... they already have them out. Like they, all their theaters have them. They said. Yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe everybody's gonna start doing that. Like huh. in venues. Yeah, I mean that would be a good way to like promote and like you know. Yeah. Not guarantee your safety, but feel you. Yeah, because everybody's singing along, you know. Like everybody's just like. Yeah, I just think that that show. The thing that scares me at that show is like, I'm not even afraid of like, uh, catching COVID because obviously we got the vaccine and that's yeah. what the vaccine's for. But I'm more afraid of like somebody getting hurt. <laughs> Because I feel like people are just going to go fucking wild at that show. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, ooh, old man vibes. Got to be in the back, my boy. I, I might be in the back this time with you. I would definitely be in the back. I, I'm, usually I, I'm, I'm like, pretty retired, my boy. Usually I'm like trying to get you up there, but. <laughs> nah, not anymore. First, I've seen it way too many times. First a couple thing. times I might be in the back. I've seen it way too many times. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting, man. I know a lot of shows were selling out too. Like I know I bought tickets for nothing at the Echo, mm-hmm. Echoplex, the bigger venue. And uh, yeah, like within the next day, they were like, "Hey, tickets are going slow for these cities, like San, all the major cities: D.C., San Francisco, L.A., Chicago, oh, okay, and New York." They're like, "Buy tickets. Uh, we don't know if we're going to add more shows." Oh, those, okay. Uh, markets. It's a lot, dude. It's just like a lot of money, man, and a lot of like everything's happening for me at least. It's like happening like. This week there was like so many shows and like all this oh, stuff, know, right? Dude. And then like the football tickets went on sale, and it's like oh, I don't even know if I could if I'm free, to, you know? Like yeah, I got the baby. Well, and- I, I was I was good thing I didn't. I me and Ralph were looking at the schedule, and I was like gonna pull the trigger for like, the SoFi the SoFi show. No, 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 for the, the we're well, I'm gonna go to uh, see the, we're gonna see the Cardinals the seven oh, in Frisco in Frisco. Oh, okay, and uh, yeah. They had, you know, they had put up tickets. People were like, uh, season ticket holders were already putting up their tickets, uh-huh. so you can buy those, no questions asked. Like, boom, you already know. Yeah, you just wouldn't know what time the game was going to be. You would know the weekend, but not the time, you know. And then they officially announced the schedule, and then uh, San, like uh, Niners released their tickets, all the leftover tickets, you know, uh-huh. the people, general public. And when I when I went to go buy the tickets, I was like ready to buy. They were like two fifty. I was like, let's go, dude. Like whatever, I don't care. I'm yeah. guarantee it. And then I waited like a day later, and they dropped down like a hundred dollars. Really? Like yeah. all the resale ones dropped down? Not even resale. Like you could just buy them straight through. Fucking. So the the ticketmaster dropped their prices? Uh, no, because like you're buying from season tickets, so you're buying from the first tickets that I was looking at were resellers, oh, like okay. season ticket holders that already the, had their tickets for the season. The official ones were hundred dollars. Yeah, oh, okay. you know what I mean. Yeah. So like I I just was like ah oh, just wait. Then. Hey, did you see this? I don't know because I bought tickets for that stand and corn show, and there's a thing on Live Nation where it says. The ticket prices may go up and down by the um, the demand of the ticket. So there's not a set ticket price. Uh, unless I don't know that I know a lot of these companies use resale now. So I'd be getting I mean I get like real angry sometimes uh-huh. because I'll look at tickets and then the tickets like ninety dollars and I'm like what the hell and then you go back I look like you go back and you look at the ticket yeah and then underneath it's like it says like the Live Nation and then it says reseller and, and then like, you have oh, to wait, unclick what? the resale yeah. and I'm like on. I don't want the resale ones. like why would they I mean they get a fee for them but like. I guess I guess because they, would it's, push. they guarantee like Ticketmaster instead of like going through StubHub and losing that that money, uh-huh. they just are the middleman now. So like yeah. you can resell your tickets through them. So they already made the money off selling the ticket. Now they're going to make the money off the resale of the ticket because yeah, of the percentage fees. of the resale. Or whatever. Yeah. yeah, damn, dude, smart, crazy. And you know what pissed me off, dude, when I bought those tickets, like I had the presale, right? Yeah. So I was like, as soon as the presale hit, like I was like there to buy them, and like only the pit was on sale. Because it was expensive, you know? That's how they do you. And I was like, oh, dude, yeah, that sucks, that. you know? So then, like, I waited a little bit, and I was like, I'm going to check again. And then they opened up the other the other seats, you know? And I was like, oh, what the fuck? So then I went, and, like, some seats were taken already that I wanted. So yeah. I just I bought some, you know? And then, like, a little bit later, they opened up the rest of the seats. But, like, literally, I'm at the edge, right? The very next section, the same seats, like, right across the aisle, yeah. were, like, $50 cheaper. 
Yeah, that's how they do a pre-sale. Like, Dude, my... That's how they get you. They justify that it's pre-sale. And it's like they open them up as like all the expensive ones open up first. Yeah. But you don't know when they're going to open up the... Yeah, like, it's crazy. That's like... It's pretty frustrating. There needs to be some ticket reform, dude. That happens all the time with pre-sale tickets. I'd be getting so angry. Like, you're like, go. And I'll be like, hell yeah. You get the, you get that pre-sale code from like Live Nation. You're yeah. like, sick. Like, I just guaranteed myself tickets. And then the next day they go on sale to the general public. And you look and you're like, all the seats that I wanted are on fucking sale. I had to like... I had to like I settled for these other ones because I knew they would be guaranteed yeah. and I got them first. Yeah. It's like if I would have waited. But then you can't like you never know how mm-hmm. fast tickets are gonna sell, you know? Yeah. So that that's how pre-sale gets you. Because it's like when you buy pre-sale, you're guaranteeing your shot before everybody else. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that doesn't necessarily mean that you th- you think that tickets are gonna sell like rapid when general public tickets go on sale. Each ticket fee was twenty five dollars. Yeah, I mean I paid but, for I paid when I paid for the the playoff tickets, I think they were. I paid fifty five dollars, and with fees and everything, it came out to almost one hundred and forty dollars. Oh my god! Dude. For two tickets, so it's that's like, crazy. Uh, I mean, it's still not bad. It's only that, technically that means it's only seventy dollars a ticket, but it's like we're in the no. I'm in the nosebleeds, and it's like, but at the same time, that's what you pay for, you know. Yeah. Right now, especially because Staples Center only has like a certain percentage of capacity. I don't even think it's at fifty percent yet. Oh okay. You know what I mean? And then there, it's also a socially distant seat, so it's like. That's what you asked. That's that's what you asked for, Mitch. Like, so I'm like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> you just bought one ticket, or you? You're no, gonna I bought go, two tickets. Oh, two tickets. Yeah, I just haven't figured out who I'm gonna take. You know what I mean? Take a lady friend or something? Nah, nah, nah. I'm gonna take a fan. So it's either gonna be. I'm afraid to ask my my homie because uh, I don't know if he got the vaccine. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to like deal with him. Like, oh man, like whatever, dude. Uh, or I was gonna take my dad, or I'm gonna ask Ralph, but I don't know if Ralph wants to go. He's gonna be talking about the lake show the whole time. <laughs> I mean, it's Luca, so he could see Luca. We've seen him once before, Luca Doncic, but I mean, it's a playoff game, so. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, I want to go to a Dodger game. That's the fucking game I've been watching. Yeah, me to. too, man. It's like really hard to get tickets. Or um, are they at uh, half capacity or something right now too? Or yeah, they're doing like. Uh, see, the thing is with this half capacity shit, they get you because they do full sections that are vaccinated. So, like, they're clustered, you know what I mean? So, oh, when you okay. try to buy tickets everywhere else, you think you would be like, oh, one every other seat. It's like, no, yeah. it's, like, spread out. You know what I mean? So, it's, like, kind of frustrating. And then right now, it's, like, really hard to buy a ticket um, and not get stuck with the reseller. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I just want to buy a ticket through Dodger Stadium. But yeah, I know. It's, like, hard. Uh, but, yeah. Uh, you got any topics? I don't. Well... I mean, not really, but like Alamo Draft House is opening up over here in LA. Oh yeah, that's another one they they announced they're opening up. Yeah, that's awesome. And they released dude. their tickets this week for the first two weeks. I think uh, I'm gonna my first movie there will be A Quiet Place too. Nah, I I I I know that if I go there, the only movie it won't be till October unless it's like a one off, like director's thing, because Why? the only movie I would want to see there is Dune. Uh because I know unless the ArcLight opens up. Um, just cause I know that, you know, it's like set up for the theater experience. Nobody's gonna be fucking talking Yeah, and be able to watch a fucking dude. You but you've been I mean? having a uh, good luck with Lamley's, right? Like you, you've been enjoying Oh yeah, that. for sure. For sure. They, they're the only ones that haven't fucked up every time I go. Cause when I've gone to AMC, like the projectors <laughs> fucked up every time, but yeah, I've gone to the Lamley. I just went this past week to Pasadena. My first time to the Pasadena Lamley in over a year and a half, maybe more. Uh-huh. Nah, a year and a half. It has to be a year and a half. But uh, yeah, I mean, that was crazy. They were like mad strict, though. Oh, they it's were? Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were like, when you come in, they're like, um, uh, we are selling food, but you can only uh, take off your mask if you're eating. Uh, while you're in the auditorium, please keep your mask on. We'll be sending people in to check uh, sporadically. Oh, really? Yeah. And That's I was good. Like, what the hell? Yeah. yeah. I noticed when we went to go to the last movie, I think uh, Spiral, like people didn't have their mask on. Like yeah. During the movie, and they were just chilling without their yeah. legs. Like they sat down and took their masks off, and they were just like, That was actually... Uh, Way less people than I thought there would be. Me too. Because I've been hearing that a lot of people have been going to see this fucking movie because it's been making a lot of money at the box uh-huh. office. And uh, when I went to go see Wrath of Men, there was way more people. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. And so, but yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah, when I went to the Lamb League, I was like, don't don't take every mask unless you're doing it, and, uh, unless you're eating, and we're going to be spend, we, we're going to be sending in uh, checkers to sporadically check on uh the image quality and to make sure that everybody has their masks on. I would think uh, the Alamo's going to be the same way, huh? Because they're, they're very strict about like, the no cell phone thing. and. People- yeah, I think so. And I know that the way they set up, it wasn't like 
when the pandemics first started, they they right when shit was starting to shut down, they were trying to stay open, and they were like, well, we're gonna sell you every other seat, you know. And like now it's like bunched. Like I was looking at the when you buy, and it was bunched. Yeah, because I I wanted to buy. I think either I think they're playing the two towers, and Colbert's gonna be with the cast doing like a reunion. Oh really? Yeah, and that was that Friday at two p.m. showing. Oh wow! But it, it's I can think I'm almost positive it sold out. But uh, yeah, that's like one of their first showings that they announced. They announced Quiet Place. Um, I know Mamma Mia too, and a couple other like sing along, like their party showing kind oh, of things, okay, you know, yeah. to like get people in. But I don't know what I would go see at the Alamo. I've never like Alamo isn't like necessarily my favorite uh, like setting to watch a movie. Yeah, they're, they're I gonna... still think that the dinner thing is kind of distracting. Yeah, I know. My favorite was Arclight. That was like my favorite movie going experience. Yeah. Just because everybody's serious there and like, yeah. you know. And like, I love the bar there too. Like, like for a while, me and Johnson were going like on Thursdays to watch movies. Yeah. We just go and we sit at the bar for like an hour and then go watch, you know, watch the movie, you know? Yeah. yeah. We're just like super chill and like relaxing, you know, to go yeah. watch something. But um, um, the, the Movie Crit podcast, they're doing, they're going to start up their things again at the Alamo. Oh, okay, okay. So they're going to be doing like the, the... See, like if I do like that or... Uh, God, what's the... Uh, what was the Paul Shear podcast he had with Amy Nicholson? I went to two of those. Um, how, not How Did This Get Made? Um, yeah, his other one he had where they do like the 100 Greatest Films. Unspooled? Unspooled, yes. I went to okay. two of those. And so, yeah, like if I, if you do, if I do something like that, you know yeah. what I mean? I would, I those would, would be cool. I would, go, I would love to go do something like that, but I don't know if I'm going to go watch a movie there like... I don't know. I, I, that's my second favorite, I think. Alamo, just because it's, it's the same way. It's just so small. That's what I like about it. I just don't like it. Like, I'm really like a, like like an old man where I don't want people to like talk, you know? I just think it's like so small because it's uh, obviously it's inside that building uh-huh. in downtown. And it's like, I think there's only like 50 seats in each thing. Yeah. Maybe 100. Do you like the, the IPIC in Pasadena? I've never been to the IPIC. Oh, you've never been I've there? I've never been to the IPIC. I, I don't like it too much. It's, it's like... Um, I like I like the Alamo better because it's like the IPIC is an extreme Alamo. Yeah, like they bring you a blanket, yeah. and then like it's just like the seats are more like you laying down. Yeah, you know, and it's just I don't know. It's just a little bit more like, I, I it's just I I don't feel comfortable in that setting. I know that the AMC in Burbank uh, has like love seats in the front of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and then I remember that the silent movie theater used to have uh, oh couches right up there, couches in the yeah. front, and then it had two rows of like double seats together and then behind that which is regular seats but that those are like that's like an uncomfortable ass movie theater yeah and it's the same thing with the new bev they've re, they remodeled it and the seats are a lot better they're a lot more spacious now but it's not my favorite like most comfortable movie going experience i like the vista theater the vista, vista. uh that, that's where we saw hocus pocus right and we saw no that's egyptian oh egyptian that's what i like yeah the egyptian's cool um my favorite's my favorite theater is probably the New Art, but it's like the furthest from us. Oh yeah, that's in Westwood, and those seats are like the big ones. That's where we saw Evil Dead, I think. Yeah, and then yeah. we what else did we see? I think we I saw Bellflower there. I seen a lot of fucking movies there. We we saw something good there too one time. I seen a lot. You. Yeah, the one of the last movies I saw there was uh, Sort of Trust. R.I.P. Lynn Shelton. Oh, uh, okay. Marin and Lynch, Lynch, Marin, Lynn Shelton, and Michael Bryan were there doing. That's like a, a good movie, man. There. But um, yeah, that's like. That's one of my favorite movie theaters. The Vista's cool too. The Vista's just old and man, that's just like one of those theaters where you gotta it's only one theater, so you gotta get there in line. Yeah. Like, and wait in line and uh, Egyptian's awesome. That's just like it's like the Egyptian is cool. The the problem with the Egyptian is now the parking's a bitch now. Parking's like so it's like so annoying. They know that so many people go there uh-huh. that the parking lot oh, that so used to be attached. Prices? Yeah, it's like almost think twenty dollars or fifteen dollars. Crazy. And then across the street, if you can if you can you have get no parking, choice. Yeah, exactly. So it's like kind of sucks so you for us it sucks because like for us driving out there it's at least ten dollars yeah i mean five dollars out there five dollars coming back that's just straight going back and forth just gas yeah just gas and then you're another whatever twenty dollars for parking and then whatever you're gonna pay and then your tickets so by the time you get out of there you're already looking at a hundred and some dollars you know i mean for one person so it's like but like every time i've been there i've had fun yeah and i've had like some of the craziest experiences film going experiences uh of my like my cinephileness there. Oh yeah. Yeah, I remember I saw one of my favorite showings. I saw was uh, Breaking Way. I don't know if you've ever seen Breaking Way. No. It's like an old seventies movie, super famous. It's like a, it's about a guy. It's about this small town kids who like enter in a uh, bike riding competition, like a cycling competition. Uh-huh. Um, it's like you got a young Dennis Quaid, a young Randy Quaid, um, 
uh, what's the dude from uh, Home Alone and The Wonder Years? Daniel Stern, young oh, Daniel okay, Stern. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like a like a like a like a like a Bad News Bears, like the Sandlot. Oh, it's okay. got like that. And they did a reunion with the whole fucking cast there, and they all showed up, and it was like one of the greatest Q and As I've ever been to because they were just like shooting the shit and like dropping all this knowledge about like certain scenes. Like what? That wasn't even planned. Like it was pretty oh, cool. Okay, was, like, that's cool. I've seen a lot of yeah. I remember we saw that one movie and I had a panic attack. Remember we were watching. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was it called? It it's was about, about Prism? Yeah, it's about the death metal scene in Norway. Um, of specifically about uh, the dudes from Burzum and not Mayhem. Is it Mayhem? I don't know. I think it might have been Mayhem. Uh, I thought well, it was an American band, but. Yeah, but it was Burzum. And, uh, dude, yeah, I was just like, I, I don't know. I, I, I think because we sat like underneath the balcony. That awning. And like there was somebody there. So we were like kind of just, it felt like kind of closed in. Yeah. And then that movie is just pretty gnarly. Yeah. And I was just feeling like, ah, you know, and I had to like walk down and like chill in the bottom, <laughs> the bottom for a little bit. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember that. I remember we saw Hocus Pocus there. We, cause that was, those are all like Beyond Fest. Yeah. Guess, yeah. And then we saw uh, Irishman there. Oh, we did see, I was too drunk for the Irishman. And then we remember, oh, dude, that was hilarious. I had you to were piss like up. six times. That was yeah. that was really fun, dude. Because yeah, we got pretty pretty messed up. Yeah, I think up. the people were like mad annoyed behind us, but I don't give a fuck. Whatever. That was fun, man. Because yeah, yeah I seen, it was like four, it's four hours, right? Yeah, so I seen that. Thing. I seen. I remember. Uh, I saw the thing. They had an original thing print from the original Dang, the eighties, awesome. and they were like, uh, "We salvage. We try to. It's like the best print we we could salvage that we pulled out of the vault." Uh-huh. And they were like, "Some of the scenes are going to be a little blown out, and some of them were like all pink." But it was like, it's just so cool to watch that. Yeah, and, like you know how people yeah, in we, the seventies. I mean, we've watch. seen it so many times already. Yeah, I've seen Maniac Cop and Wind and Refn was there with the uh, Will Lustig, the director, talking about it and how he was going to re. So he's supposed to be remaking it and. I mean, I've seen a lot of fucking crazy shit there. That's cool. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, it's just crazy. It's crazy that things are opening up and the draft house is officially opened up. They sold out uh, their first two days. I don't know about everything else, but it's pretty fucking wild. That's quick. awesome, man. Um, but, yeah. Uh, what movies did I watch this week? I watched a lot of shit, my boy. A lot of shit. Um, this week was like the week of like shelved movies that have been uh-huh. wanting to come out for two to three years and got shelved because of that pandemic. They finally came out. Uh, so two movies that came out on Netflix. Well, hold on. Did you see, um, let me, uh, I mean, we both saw Spiral. The, the Killing of Two Lovers? Yeah, I saw The Killing of Two Lovers. Okay, let's talk about that after because. You saw it? Yeah. Okay. Um, so the, all the movies that came out were basically, not all of them, but a couple that were shelved were uh, The Woman in the Window, that Amy Adams movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I heard it sucks. It's weird. I kind of enjoyed it. Yeah. But you kind of got to know what you're in for. It's like total, total, total like soap opera movie. Like total, It's like totally ripping off like five different movies. But yeah. I don't know. I, I kind of enjoyed it. For some odd reason, I was like into it. <laughs> Did you see You that? see totally see the twist coming like from a mile uh-huh. away. But uh, Is it streaming right now? Yeah, it's on Netflix. Oh, okay. But uh, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> but uh, some people like those type of movies, and I don't blame them for it. It's like tra- it's kind of like those trash romance novels. Novels. It's like, like kind of guilty the same pleasure movie. Yeah, type of yeah, thing. yeah. And uh, yeah, it's uh, she kind of annoys me. Uh, I think she's kind of having like a cold streak right now. Yeah, like Amy Adams. Yeah, I don't really. I haven't really liked anything she's been in since Arrival, Arrival. I yeah, guess. Dude, Arrival was her peak, man. So yeah, but like before that, you know, she she would have like. Every once in a while, every once a year, she'd have like a good fucking movie. You Didn't know? she come out with uh, Glenn Close recently? Yeah, what? Hillbilly Elegy. Wasn't that like super good? Nah, it's trash. Really? Yeah. Didn't they win like awards and stuff? I mean, that's like a prosthetic movie. It's like you put on make- makeup and it's like the ultimate like Beatty performance. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I hated that fucking movie. <laughs> I think it's dumb. Uh, Just because it had a bunch of white people in it, huh? I mean, like, why do I care about the opioid crisis? Because it's, it's a crisis. Uh, it's because it's white people. That's why I See, care. I knew it. That, so why that's why I like care. It. Huh? That, but that's that's why I should care. No, that, that's why you don't care about it. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's <laughs> that's why it's all of a sudden. Oh, this is a problem. It's like this problem's been going on for years. There's been mm. drug problems throughout history. Yeah. Why should I care about this now? You know what I mean? So because it's a problem with the white people. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, because white people care. So all of a sudden, it's a problem. You know what I mean? All of a sudden, it's in the news. It's been a, it's it's been a problem. Yeah, it's since like the eighties opioids, but yeah. still, so it's crack though. Yeah, but they don't make movies about crack. They don't. 
They don't. Okay. What movie is getting the push like Hillbilly Elegy did? That you said they want all these awards. <laughs> uh, Friday? Friday after next? <laughs> uh, I saw that. I saw Monster. I guess that was supposed to come out in 2018. Dang. And that's got the kid from uh, Waves. Oh, yeah, yeah. And uh, ASAP Rocky mm-hmm. and John David Washington. It looks kind of like... And like, Jeffrey Wright. It looks like Waves to me. And Jennifer Hudson. And so it's got it's like a stacked cast. Yeah. Um... First time director, this is, he was, I guess, a music video director, Anthony Anthony Mandler. But it's written, I didn't know, it was written, written by Rada, Rada Blank, the chick that did the 40-year-old version. Oh, okay. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to check this out. And it's like very cliche, and it's very heavy-handed. Heavy, ha- very heavy handed. And then I found out it's a YA novel. It was like based on a oh, best-selling YA That's why novel. I haven't seen it, because to me, it looked a lot like Waves, and it, it just looked like a cheaper version of Waves. I mean, Waves... People hate waves. It's no, like very, dude. it's very polarizing. Really? Um, but uh, waves is like takes way more chances, way more chances uh-huh. than this movie. It's like, like I said, it's like based on a YA novel. So you're kind of like, oh, okay, young adult. Like I get it. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Like I might hit you over the head. But there is a couple scenes, specifically whenever they go inside, like the. Uh, uh, they have like the meeting, like the family comes, like, his parents come to meet him and he has like, you know, I forget, I don't know what, I don't know what that's called when you have like, when they, you come for a prison visit and they like sit there at the table. Oh, I don't uh, know what that's called. A conjugal visit. No, nah, that's like <laughs> no. when you have sex, but, <laughs> but, uh, it's when, those, you, when you bring the cake with the file in it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you bring the radio up your ass and you sneak it in. That's, it's a, going off. that's another movie I saw. I saw Hunger this week. I had never seen that fucking movie. Uh-huh. Holy shit! Stephen Queen's a fucking G, dog. <laughs> um, what else did I see? We saw Spiral. Mm-hmm. You know the vibes. Yep. Uh, I saw Those Who Wish Me Dead. That's that new HBO Max Angelina Jolie mm-hmm. Taylor Sheridan movie. Is it good? Um, I enjoyed it way more than I should have, but it's a bad movie. It's uh, got, like, huge plot holes. But you recommend it because you enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would definitely say watch it. It's on HBO Max. If you have HBO Max, why not? Watch it. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Um, I think the first 30 minutes are horrible. So if you can get past, like, the first 20 to 30 minutes, uh, it gets enjoyable. Okay. Because then the action just starts happening and you're kind of like... Um, but, like, I just don't take her seriously as an actor. Angelina Jolie. Does it hold a candle to backdraft? I mean, Backdraft is a bad movie, too, once you watch it in hindsight. <laughs> but, I mean, Backdraft's got De Niro, so it's like, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. It's a good movie, man. Uh, it's a very good movie. I think it's a very good movie. But yeah. it's kind of got holes, too. That's another one where you're like, oh, man, come on, bro. Like the like, science behind like the, the, the fire. <laughs> nah, it's like... just like plot holes within the story itself, uh-huh. like the brother. And, yeah, anyways, I don't want to ruin it if nobody's ever seen Backdraft. But... It's a fire. Yeah, there's fires. <laughs> <laughs> if, there's a, if your house is on fire, don't open the front door. <laughs> Uh, I saw Punk the Capital. That's a documentary that came out this week uh, about the punk scene in DC. Obviously, most people know that uh, what true, like what modern hardcore uh, is, kind of uh, that birthed in DC. You know, people think that like modern horror, hardcore is like Scream, Bad Brains, uh-huh. uh, Minor Threat, which is true. But this documentary goes like way. I, it was so in depth, I got bored. Like I, I was, I was like falling asleep watching. It. I was like, whoa, this is too much. Like. <laughs> They they basically they start at the beginning beginning of like what punk was in the sense that like what dudes were doing in DC like the MC5 so like MC5 is considered like one of the first punk bands in New York but they kind of sound like the New York Dolls they're kind of it's just like oh, more of an okay. attitude yeah. more than it is what you think of hardcore now you uh-huh. know what I mean with like the blast beats and the but uh yeah it's like mad in depth I mean it's like is, is one it of long. The, I think it's almost two hours, oh. but it's one of the most in-depth poc- uh, podcasts, one of the most in-depth movies that I've ever seen about punk. Like, crazy. Yeah. They talk to everybody and their fucking mother, and <laughs> it's pretty crazy. It's pretty wild. A lot of shit I did not know, uh, I found out, and I was like, huh. Like, if you're really into that scene, if you're you, into you would punk, love it. You, if you're into punk and you want to know, like, the birth of punk, I uh-huh. would think, like, this is, like, the penultimate <laughs> documentary. Because there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, documentaries already about D.C. Like, Band in D.C. is a very famous one, you know what I mean? And that's uh-huh. about the Bad Brains and my uh, and uh, Minor Threat and shit like that. Uh, Dave Grohl did, like, uh, a documentary on it or, like, a segment of one of his documentaries about the DC punk scene. Oh, he had like a series, and huh? like, Yeah, but one of them was dedicated to that. And then I think there's a minor threat documentary. Um. So, like, you know, it, those are in-depth, but this one is, like, holy shit. Uh, half of these bands I never even heard of, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they're going, they, like, literally make a tree, and then they go through the whole movie, like, going back to that tree, like, showing you the birth of, like, these bands and, like, oh, okay. pretty wild, the influence. and 
I saw um, some documentary recently, and it was talking about like how like the butthole surfers uh-huh. were like total degenerates, and they got all these people hooked on heroin. Like the singer from STP, Kurt Cobain. Makes sense. Like all these dudes, because they, they became producers too. And then when they were Makes making sense. their albums for them, like their their um, debut albums, they're yeah. just fucking hooking them up with heroin. <gasps> Makes sense. And I was like, what the That's fuck, pretty dude? sick, dude. It's crazy. And like if they if they didn't exist, like these dudes wouldn't even like STP, like they'd be around still, like with this. Like a lot of people would still be alive. That's pretty fire. Yeah. That's pretty fire. That's pretty heavy stuff. And that all those fools are still alive. Yeah. No. Gang shit. <laughs> White people. Got uh, <laughs> uh, what else did I see? I saw Oxygen. I don't know if we talked about that last week. It's a new Alexander Aja movie. I think so. I think you, you just mentioned it, but didn't get too in depth. I haven't seen it yet, though. Yeah, if you like Alexander I Aja, uh, I would say well, recommend. Well, I would recommend watching it. I just don't know if everybody's gonna like. It's gonna you're gonna hold your attention. Mm. There's better movies like that out. Uh, for it's a, it basically takes place inside like a future coffin. I guess you can say. Yeah, and that's the whole movie. Mixed with flashbacks. Uh, there's better versions of it. Go watch Lock or Buried or even uh, self, self, uh, what is that? Phone Booth? That's a better version. With Colin Farrell? And Kiefer. Yeah. Um, Spoiler those... alert. <laughs> oh, he's the voice. Yeah, I know. But... <laughs> uh, watch Spiral. We'll talk about that. Uh, I watched To Sleep With Anger. Now, this was a very good movie. I had never seen it before. It's an old, older movie? Yeah, from the 90s, early 90s. It's a Charles Burnett movie. This guy's like a famous black filmmaker. He There's like this group of black filmmakers that went to USC in the 70s while the new Hollywood's, like right after the new Hollywood generation mm-hmm. graduated from USC's, there was these like young black guys and then they kind of went into uh, documentary filmmaking and they kind of got lost to history, these guys. And the industry kind of uh, like ate them up. Um, but they made like a lot of movies. They made like four or five movies, each one of these guys. It's just now they're getting uh, acclaim and recognition after the fact. Mm-hmm. But like all these guys have had influences on like Spike Lee and Mel- uh, Mario Van Peebles and people like that that, you know, are, are uh, uh, black filmmakers uh, currently that you, a lot of people know of. Like this is their influence. And uh, he made a movie with Danny Glover. Danny Glover, I guess, like put up his house. Uh, to make to like fund this movie um and yeah this is like right after lethal weapon he had like money from lethal weapon all this and he wanted to make this fucking movie because they don't make movies like this about a family in south central this guy comes danny glover he's like an old family friend and he hangs out there and he's kind of like a magical guy like a magical negro kind of thing mm-hmm. like but they don't ever have it where it's like a black on black family. So usually always like, like I just saw that Billy Crystal movie and Tiffany Haddish is in it. And she's like the black magical Negro. Oh, yeah, and she yeah. comes in and she changes his life and, or the untouchables, which is that French film with, uh, yeah. And it's like, this had never happened with the black family. And, uh, yeah, it's like really good. It like kind of lays the groundwork for like a lot of the black movies that came out later, like soul food and, uh, uh, best man and shit like that. Where it's like an all black ensemble, mm-hmm. and they're talking about real stuff. You know what I mean? They're talking about real like uh, troubles, like losing my house, uh, infidelity, shit like that. And it's just a really good fucking movie, and it's super understated. And I just had never seen it, and it's really well made. Criterion just re released it. That's why it's getting a lot of buzz right now. And uh, they had a four. They I don't know if it's four K, but they had a restoration, and I missed it on Criterion. They had like all these movies uh, for Black History Month. And they had his whole catalog, all his experimental short films. And I watched a lot of his short films, but I never got around to watching this. And now, uh, right now, the Turner Classic Movie, Turner Classic Movies on HBO Max uh-huh. is having like a, a film festival for this month. Mm. And they're just spotlighting a lot of older movies. And that's one of them. And they had like an interview with uh, the DP and the director, like a little mini short. Oh, really? On HBO for, Max? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, that's cool. They have like a lot of movies. Like they did one for like Barry Levinson and... I don't know, a bunch of people. But, uh, yeah, it was cool. I really enjoyed it. I was like, huh, I had never seen a movie like this before, and I really fucking like it. Um, what else? What else? Uh, we, we can talk about Spiral? Yeah, so then I saw um, The Day Sports Stood Still. Uh-huh. I finally saw that. You know, I just... The Chris was, Paul one, right? Yeah, I was just interested in a documentary, so I just saw it. It's okay. It's pretty good. It's okay, right? Yeah, it's pretty it's good. Okay. Um, it felt like a lot of stuff might have been staged. <laughs> Yeah, and it just it just didn't seem like um, 
Ernest. For, yeah, and for who directed it, I was a little disappointed. Who directed it? Anton uh, Fuqua. Yeah. Oh hell yeah, my boy. And I was I was expecting more expecting more from him, you know. But I was okay. I it's still cool to watch. It was, I think it was a half hour too long though. Yeah, it's a little long. Yeah. Definitely. And then uh, we the saw podcast s- is better. And I got to listen to it. It's a thirty for thirty, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then and then we went to AMC to see Spiral. Now look. When the movie first started, right, like instantly you were like out. No, and then then I was like, okay, like I, yeah, I think you were okay. So when he was like talking about, like in the very beginning, there's a scene with Chris Rock and he's talking about like Forrest Gump, and I was like, okay, oh, Bubba Gump, yeah. I was like, all right, so he has like, okay, they're talking about Forrest Gump and like Jenny giving him eight, you know, like like all this stuff, you know. I'm like, okay, this is cool. If it's gonna flow like this the rest of the movie, I'm in. But then it didn't. That, that was like the highlight of the movie for me. Yeah. As it, soon as he uh, had in the phone over to the guy, I was like, I'm done. This is it. I already know it. And then the other thing that uh, the other thing that kind of caught me off guard is like it started off like a Saw movie. So I was like, hell yeah, we get that uh, first trap in the train. And I was like, yeah, oh, this yeah, is pretty yeah. cool. And then it goes a while without any traps. And then all the traps were kind of like whack. They're lame, yeah. Like the finger one was kind of whack. That's cool, but but like for that it's corny, being, dude. Yeah, it's it's cool, but for being the lack of of like traps, that, like that being a like highlighted one, it yeah. was not. It, that's like one that they should have started with, you know. Yeah, like ease into. Dude, the very, I mean, like the that very, the train one was good. Yeah, that's cool, and um, yeah, I don't know. I just it just didn't. The acting was was not great, which is really weird because like um, Darren Lynn Bowsman directed it, and he directed like. Two and like a lot of good ones, you know, a lot of good Saw movies. I mean, none of the Saw movies acting is like great. Yeah, but I mean, the first one is kind of. This was bad. uh, Yeah, it's really bad. You know, and I got, and it's like, I don't know, it's a little cringy for me. Like, I think if I was at Chris Rock, like at a, at a screening, I'd be a little like. I mean, I don't know. Like, it's just weird. I mean, he tried something, so I can never like get mad at him for trying something. The audience laughed at certain scenes, you know, and it was just kind of like. I don't know. It's just. It's, I guess it's a horror movie. It's not supposed to be just taken seriously. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like, his some of his delivery was a little like, like you know, like weird. Well, it's hard because you know he's a comedian, comedian. It's yeah. like it's like when Drew Carey, it's like when Jim Carrey did that movie Twenty Three. Some people were like, "Yeah, I can't really take you oh, that yeah, seriously yeah, when you're going that far, you uh-huh. know, to that direction." Um, yeah, but I mean, he did Eternal Sunshine, which was amazing. I know, but you can go dramatic, and Chris Rock has done really good dramatic, uh-huh. like top five. Yeah. Uh, what's that movie? Uh, uh, you're the one where he with Tyler Perry. I don't or no, know the one he directed, the one about him cheating on his wife. That one's actually pretty good. I don't know. Um, but he when he does dramatic, it's not bad. Yeah, so that's, I don't understand what happened here. I just think it's a bad movie. Yeah, but the director had done some. He's made some. No, sick he has it. I don't know why has. you hold him in such high regard. He made two, and that's it. He's made like three or four. No, of them. no, no. I mean, he made number two, and that's like that's the peak for me for him. Oh, I've never are... watched his rock operas, like his other shit. Oh, Repo Man. Yeah, not Repo Man. Yeah, Repo Man. Is it Repo Man? Uh-huh. Isn't Repo Man with Milo Estevez? No, that's a different Repo Man. The Repo Man, the opera, the rock. It's called opera. Repo. Oh, Repo. Yeah, it's just called Repo. Yeah, there's two of them, huh? I don't know, but he made like a bunch of shit. He made that one. He made like two musicals like that. He made one with uh, a Neil Patrick Harris. That's that's the other one, Doctor Something. Remember? Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah, but I don't. I don't watch any of his other movies. I uh-huh. only watched two, and that was it. Like, I mean, I've seen the other Saws. Yeah, so he he's done like three Saws. I only like two, and that's it. Really? You yeah. Know, after like in, after one after is good. Two, one is good, obviously. And two yeah. is like. Two, I really liked. And then three, after that, it turned into Final Destination for me. It's like I care oh, less yeah. about the movie. It's just I want to see the kills. Dude, part one was James Wan, right? Yes. That's fucking crazy, yes. man. He, what a career he's had since then. James Wan and what's his name's acting in it? Uh, Carrie Eels or not? Car- Eul- well, Eul- Carrie Eels, but the guy that made uh, the Conjuring movies now. Oh and yeah. He made that uh, sick ass fucking movie with Keith from Every Time I Die. Um, he looks like Keith from Every Time I Die. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only way. The one where the, the he gets like the robot chip implanted in him, and then he like. The body, his robot, the robot takes over, and he's like turns into like a fighting movie. Oh it's like yeah, eighties genre movie. He, he he just made another badass movie too, right? Like recently, like made that was like a super horror movie. Good. No, no, it was like an action movie. What oh, the, he did. What's his name? He did, dude. dude. He did. He did. Uh, did. Didn't he also make Invisible Man? You could be right. No, that is. You could be right. Yes, you could huh. be fucking right. I don't know. I just. I don't like Darren Lynn Bousman. He's one of those guys that's like people in the horror circles like love him. 
and they like hold him in such high regard and he's never like really done anything for me to like have like that kind of like admiration or respect uh-huh. so i don't really care lay one l lay one l yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 dude sick dude yeah what did he make Okay, let me see. He run. I, I keep wanting to say, un, dude, I keep. I feel like I'm getting bit by fucking. Okay, so he on. did Insidious 3. Yeah. This uh, is, yeah. Upgrade. Upgrade. Invisible Man. Yeah. And then he's doing Wolfman for Universal. And Oh, and he's doing Escape from New York, the the remake. Pretty good, dude. That's fucking awesome. And I know he acted in all those Conjuring movies, right? Yeah. He plays Specs. Yeah, whatever. he plays, yeah. Okay, and then I saw uh, the killing of two lovers. How'd you see? You saw it online on uh, VOD iTunes. It's streaming, right? Yeah. It was streaming, right? Yeah, I know. I okay, um, this is my Thunder Road for this year. You don't like it? Uh, I mean, I liked it, but I liked it, but I Thunder Thunder Road. That's like crazy. You're like crazy. obviously, I mean, you're crazy. Obviously, the you're crazy. J- Jim Cummings is like amazing, right? No, you're crazy. No, no, like Thunder Road's better. Uh, it's a yeah. better movie. Nadoy. But what, what I'm saying is that this is like this movie for this year for me. You know what I mean? Like, like how that's like my favorite movie of that year. This yeah. is like, so far my favorite movie of the year. And I think it might be like the whole year. Okay. Um, okay, there's a lot to digest. There's a lot to take in. Um, um, Clay Crawford, dude, he's fucking sick. So Clay Crawford is the guy that was in Lethal Weapon, the TV show. Yeah. And he came out and rectify. That's how I know him. Yeah, that was before, right? Like yeah. a show before on IFC. Uh, Rectify is a really good show. Uh, dude, he was really good in Lethal Weapon too. He's really good. Uh, he's uh, crazy. He's for yeah. sure. Um, but I mean, a lot of actors are like that. He's definitely um, a tortured soul. It's uh, very, he he seems like if you look at interviews with him and everything, and just kind of like he seems a lot like the character he played. I feel like he takes himself way too seriously. But a lot of actors are like that. Yeah. And a lot of actors are like about the craft mm-hmm. and doing the work. Yeah. And he's one of those guys. He's like very like, I have, he has a very high like worth ethic. And like if people aren't at his level. Or yeah, like I'm sure he would like him, fucking, he, he, he would get pissed. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, the movie. Which is, I mean, it shows in this movie because he's, he's really, really good. I would say this. I would say watch the trailer. Uh and i would say don't watch a trailer yeah because the trailer so i was gonna say watch the trailer and like i would say temper your expectations because the trailer frames it like it's some sort of like noir thriller i've never seen the trailer okay so the trailer the trailer uh spins it like it's a noir okay. so it has that that weird soundtrack of like the door closing mm-hmm. and the the barrel like rolling yeah the soundtrack or the 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 score behind the whole movie is like this it's like uh, it's it's, amb- it's ambient ambient sounds of it's his like hometown. A, it's like a heartbeat of him getting out of a car and like a gun and specific like loud bangs. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So it's like, and it's uh-huh. like he's like walking around, and uh, there's no music at all in the movie. The trailer plays it like he's gonna kill two lovers. Mm-hmm. Like that's how he's gonna do. He's like that. It's like uh, I have to figure out how to kill this person in this small town. Yeah. And that's how the trailer plays. And I don't think the movie's like that at all. No, no, I don't think so. So the movie's more like a marriage story. But I will say this. The movie, uh, the third act, or not not even the third act, but I would say the the final 15 minutes of the movie um, made me angry in the best way possible. Oh, okay. So <laughs> there's like a turn at the end. And like this whole movie, you think there's going to be a buildup. Yeah, so like I, we, we, we'll try not to spoil it, but like... It, I'll spoil it. I don't care. Nobody's gonna watch the fucking movie. Yeah, I really highly recommend it. Like, so I, I do at least. I'm yeah, on I, I highly recommend it too. So like the like the movie. I mean, this is. I'm pretty sure this is in the trailer. Like it starts off or see. So I have a question for you. Yeah. The way the movie started, right? And it, yeah. he, like the Clayton Crawford's in like his ex wife's or his wife's his, his his wife's room, and it's like her new lover is on the bed, and he's got the gun pointed at their heads. The wife. Yeah, and. um that's how it starts. Yeah. So he's already in the house with the gun, and then like the next scene cuts to him crawling out the window and running down the street. Now, did that, did that make you like not like him, or did that kind of like, f- like, like sway your like the movie for you at all? Like, no. no. Okay. I've seen some some reviews and stuff, and they were like, at that moment, they were done with him. Like, 
which is which no, is weird. not at all. I just you know that movie starts off with such a high crescendo that you're just kind of like, why is this guy in this room pointing a gun at two people? And then uh-huh. you learn that that's his ex wife, yeah, and that's his old house, and he lives down the street with his dad because they're separated. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I mean it's just kind of one of those things where it's like all that's good, all that all that is building up for me and as a character to be like, yes, we're gonna like, um. Yeah, I don't. I don't want it to come off like I didn't. I didn't like the movie because uh-huh. I really enjoyed the yeah. movie. I really enjoyed the movie. It's beautiful, dude. It was. Shot it was really. So well. It was shot really well. So I really good. enjoyed his performance. I fucking loved his performance. It just the resolution at the end got me so fucking mad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean that's what it's supposed to do, you know. And it's supposed the ending's supposed to leave you like the graduate, uh-huh. where you just kind of like, is that the ending that's supposed to happen? I, yeah. You know, I don't know. I don't like it, but. That's the ending that happens, and that's just kind of like how it is. You know what I mean? Uh, uh-huh. It's kind of like one of those like real life endings, where like this movie's like built up to be like a like greater than life type of thing, but then the ending see, is like real life. I don't, I don't think life. it goes greater than life. I think the trailer makes it seem like it's gonna be like that. The trailer makes it seem like it's gonna be like this gnarly fucking noir movie uh-huh. that he's like tracing around this 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 guy like hiding in in plain sight, like killing it and that's not the movie the movie is like a rumination on like life family uh marriage and like what it means to be to like to uh save a marriage and it's like really intense um and then all of a sudden that third act happens at last 15 minutes and you're like just do it man just do it yeah i know you're just like he never does it uh because he's a bitch (laughs) and it's like and and that's kind of like that's kind of like where that's how it left me you know what i mean like really yeah, but that's but that's what that's what the director wanted. I don't think so. I think so. I don't know, man. Because I I mean I wasn't like do it like I was. No, that, there's no reason that guy should. That guy's a, that guy's a piece of shit. But there's one big reason he'll lose his kids. It doesn't matter. Dude. It does it, matter. It doesn't matter because the whole movie, the you know, they got the little girl fight for me. You know what I mean? You got yeah. the girl, and obviously that's what the that wife wants as well too. But he's a pushover his whole life, uh-huh. and so when push comes to shove, he doesn't do anything. And it's like you want that. You want that as an audience to do it, but the director's not going to give that to you because that's not how it happened in real life. I I think he's very grounded in, like, reality. But at the same time, like, he's just, like, suffering, you know? So it's – I think, like, the movie makes it, like – it brings this super high tension because it's kind of like you're hearing the sounds in his head. Yeah. And the sounds in his head is, like, very tense. Yeah. So he tries to get you to that level – but then there's a lot of people that, that have, like, anxiety or different things like that, that it gets to that level, but then there's nothing that happens, you know? Yeah. So I just feel it's kind of like that, where, like, he's, it's like, the movie's kind of making you feel like, okay, he he's going to do something, but then it's like, he doesn't do it because he's got so much to lose. So, like, why would he do I it? I guess it is a piece of shit. I would beat his fucking ass in a heartache. Yeah, but, I mean, there's repercussions. Yeah, it doesn't and- matter, dude. You live in a small fucking town. Nobody's going to fucking know. You kick st- that dude's ass, <laughs> stomp him out right there. But the way that the guy does that to him, you know what I mean? It's a shitty thing. It's so horrible and it's yeah. so intense that he beats the shit out of him to, to nearly to death, you know what uh-huh. I mean? And it's like, just pull the fucking gun on him, you know what I mean? Like, And he never does it. So, to me, it's just kind of like, uh, you're kind of a bitch. But uh, I think that's what the director wants. You know what I mean? I think that's what the director wants you to feel. Because like you said, you know, he's got a lot to know, lose. I don't know, man. Like, I've never, I never got to that moment. Because it's like he would lose everything. Like, like why I guess, would he do but that? as an audience member, wouldn't you want, in a movie, wouldn't no. you want the guy to pull, pull the trigger on him? No. If you, he obviously, he loves his kids so much, right? Yeah. And like, he even, like, he... He's obviously. But it's a movie. Of, yeah, oh yeah, but I mean. So if we're looking at it, it in terms of, but a it's movie, a very grounded movie. I understand that, but as an audience member, if you, uh-huh. if that guy pulled the gun on him, just if, say he scared him. If I was watching, he well, he did. He never pulls a gun on him. <laughs> Didn't he? Doesn't he pull the gun on him in, on the road? N- no, he never sees it or anything like that. The guy doesn't see it. Nah, he, he tried no, no. to though. He, I mean, he chickens out. Yeah. But like. He oh, never the, does the car it. was coming on the other yeah, opposite yeah, yeah. way. Yeah, so he never does it. Yeah. It's like, if you were just showed up, you know what I mean? I think that changes everything. That shows you mean business, my boy. Yeah, and, because uh, obviously like he, like he told his wife whatever. It was like, like you're not, like, I think about this every fucking minute. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, you're yeah. not, you're not, yeah. you know. So it's like he is, and like his whole, you go through this journey with him, and everything he does, it's for his family, mm-hmm. you know? Like he takes, he goes, takes his kids to the Rockets, you know, in the, in the park. I get that, the, but sometimes you got to fight for your family. Yeah, but not by killing somebody. You know? <laughs> I, but if you pulled the gun on him and shot him in the leg, say he just pulled the gun on him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He never shows his alpha maleness. 
And it's like, it, it, it made me so angry. Just, just, just stick up for yourself, man. Just do it. But he's such a little piece of shit that he never does it. And it's like, I don't know, man. Like, if I had a fucking family and a guy was like that, all willy-nilly, uh-huh. and you, obviously the, they're on two different plane planes, the wife and him, you know? Yeah. And it's still like, if you want me to show you, I'm going to show you that I love you. You know what I mean? Like, I'm going to, sh- and, and for me, that would be, I'm going to assert my dominance on this guy. You know what I mean? Before he does, because he did. He mm-hmm. beat the shit out of him. So it's like. But that was totally unexpected. It was. And that's why I said, that's why I said the director leaves. Like, nobody saw, not, like, you know what I mean? It yeah, was yeah, like, nobody, because you never yeah. think, you know, it's, it stays on that scene for so long that you just start getting uncomfortable, like, what's going to happen? Because he, he comes Obviously, off he as comes, like, he comes, he leaves, he comes back. You know he's an asshole. You know he's not going to do anything. And like, they're standing there for a while. The wife leaves, the kids leave. And then all of a sudden it happens. Uh-huh. And then. You're just like, oh, come on. You could have just pulled the gun on him real quick to scare this dude, you know? And, uh, yeah, and then finally, you know, he goes and all this shit happens. And then finally he does. Uh-huh. He has a, his figment of imagination appears. It's not the guy. But he's like, will he, at that point, he's willing. He's already got his ass beat. He's, he's willing to kill the guy. He's, like, concussed. He's, he's willing to kill the guy. Like, yeah. He's, like, willing to kill the guy. At that point, it's survival. I, I Exactly. But know? it's like. You could have done this a long time ago. You could have scared this guy. I don't know. And and then at the end, it leaves you like the graduate. You know what I mean? They go to, they go to go shopping, and like yeah. you're supposed to assume that they got back together, and it's like a happy family. But is it a happy family? You know what I mean? Are these issues gonna arise again? And so you yeah. never, you don't you know. Do, you and don't so know. and so that's why I really like the ending. I uh-huh. really fucking love the ending. Um, because that third act is like it just left me like, it's kind of like when I saw that movie, The World's Fair. It's just like this shit's gonna stick with me for a fucking long time. That ending specifically, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Because it's so it's acted so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's just like this guy gets beaten down and then still beaten down, and <laughs> I guess that's the moral of the story: you get beaten down and you get to have your fucking family. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and so yeah, it was just that third act, like that ending, uh, not the third act, because the third act is kind of like an amalgamation of a lot of things. But that uh, ending is really fucking good. It's crazy, dude. Like his, like he obviously he those wants. Those kids his... are really fucking good too. I don't know who those kids were. Like, those are the director's kids? kids. Oh, okay. There's like all of them. They're really good. Yeah, because they, they they all seem like siblings. Like there was a, like when they, the way they interact with each other, like when they're in the van, because like, they the, are all siblings. Yeah, right? when they're in the truck, like they all piling each other. They're not scared to touch each other. Yeah, you know, like they're like crawling over each other. It just seems really authentic, you know. Yeah, which I mean, it is because they're his kids. Yeah. Even, even the daughter, but um, it, dude, what like. It was, I, I, I guess he's a, a photography major, mm-hmm. the director. Dude, so you could, the movie shot like beautifully. Uh, the movie is shot like, uh, it reminded me a lot of Hell or High Water, like that small yeah. town. Yeah. But you're in the middle of fucking nowhere. Because mm-hmm. I think they shot it in, in Wyoming or some shit like that. It was, the population of the town was like 300 people only. Yeah, but it's like one of those towns where it's like you're surrounded by mountains. You were saying that, I think. It's like a Montana. It's like. The whole town was a mile long. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's just unreal. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, Dude, the budget was $32,000. Yeah, man. And they shot it in 12 days or something. That's like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, I know that he's there. I think they're doing another movie. And it's with one of the guys from that movie, Silo, is supposed to be in this new movie with that guy, uh, Chase. What's his name? Chase? Uh, Clayne Crawford? Clayne Crawford. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's going to be the same director. So, dude, for me, the the sound was like... So I didn't... It ex- sounds really good. I didn't expect... Because I didn't see the trailer. Yeah. But, like, I, I knew he, uh, Clayne Crawford was in it. And then I saw images of it. And I was like, dude, yeah. this looks... Like, I love the aesthetic of it, you know? Great hair. Great so, hair. Yeah, you... you <laughs> great hair um, great so hair. then i i just put like i had my my stereo system up loud yeah and i was like i was just like it yeah, startled yeah, yeah, me yeah, you yeah, know yeah, yeah. and then i kept it kind of high because it's like okay obviously this is like on purpose you know yeah. and like there's scenes dude where like he goes and picks up the kids right i mean he goes and picks up his his wife for a date and like because i have I like the, <laughs> i have the the surround sound yeah in my house and like when he goes to pick when he enters the house it, the audio is 3D audio now, and you hear the kids like, oh, like roaming like the house. You and, shit. and then, like when he goes to check on the daughter, it just quiets. Yeah. So it kind of like shows the separation of like she's in her own world, and then in this other room, it's like it's chaos because all the the little brothers are running around. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, dude, like super well thought out sound design. 
it's just crazy. And then, like, when he's by himself, like, all those, like, noises start, like, coming, you know, like, coming, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, and it yeah, just yeah. kind of really tense when he's by himself. Yeah. It's, a, it's just like, dude. Yeah. I think this deserves the Oscar for sound design. I don't know about all that. Well, but, I don't uh, mean it's still halfway through the year, but still, like, this I don't is. Know about that, but, uh, I was super impressed, dude. <laughs> it's uh, for our first time. That's his first film for his it's debut, a, right? It's the second. Oh, it's the second? Yeah. His first one was, like, something like uh, God Bless a Child or. Or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, he, and he does. He has like a bunch of shorts, but this is his second. So there's second another movie, movie coming out uh, directed by a girl, and it's called Holler, and it's kind of got the same aesthetic. It's about a girl in a small town, and she's trying to get out, and she kind of falls. She falls in love with this guy, and this guy kind of like he's a, uh, he's kind of like a piece of shit, steals copper. Oh really? Yeah, and she's kind of like about to get out, and it's kind of got the same vibe. And I want to see. It's called Holler. Uh, I've seen the trailer a couple times, but uh, yeah. And when I went to see the movie, there was a uh, quite a few people to see the Killing of Two Where, Lovers. Where'd you see it? The Labley. Oh, really? Yeah, there's quite a few people. So he has his movie is called um, God Bless the Child. Okay. And it's about like um, I haven't seen it. I want to see it, but it's about the like this mom just leaves the kids, and the kids don't know if the mom's ever coming back. Yeah. So the daughter is like responsible for taking care of the. the this movie was kids. supposed to come out last year. Really? Right before the pandemic. And so this was a movie that I wanted to see last year. Mm. And Neon released a trailer last year. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those movies that, like, uh, they re-release, you know, they and they released this trailer. They've been pushing it a lot. And so the trailer has been, uh, before the movie came out this, a couple weeks ago, they really released a trailer. And it was one of those things where, like, holy shit, I totally forgot about this movie. Oh, like, okay. I want to see this fucking movie. Yeah. And then they were playing at the Lambley, and I was like, dude, this is it. Like, this is my first movie I'm going to go see. I'm fucking gone. I'm, like, on it. Like, yeah. I'm gone. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I really cool. fucking liked it. Um, it probably will be on my end of year list, but to say that's Thunder Road, that's yeah, no, that's I'm sacrilegious, saying, my boy. I'm saying that's like <laughs> my Thunder Road for this year. Got it. It's not at the same level of it, but like yeah, that yeah, so yeah, far, yeah. that's what I got. Yeah, it was also one of those things where I saw it and I was happy I saw it in the movie theater. That's like what I wanted to see it mm-hmm. in, obviously. But then I saw that it was like when you were looking for Showtimes, you could watch VOD. Mm-hmm. I was like, son of a. <laughs> but I'm happy I saw it in the movie theater. I wanted yeah. to see it in the movie theater. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was uh, that ending's gonna stick with me. It's like the World's Fair ending. Like I said, it's just one of those little things. It's like when I see the graduate, I always get the same fucking queasy feeling. It's like, yeah, this isn't how it's supposed to end. Yeah, like, I know. Kind of like, oh my god, he did all this and now. Um. Yeah, I mean. Uh, go watch the fucking movie. Give Neon more money. Neon needs all the fucking money in the world mm-hmm. because obviously Parasite was like a one-time thing. Yeah. And Neon puts out great fucking movies. Uh, they're... Who did I find out was behind Neon? That I was like, holy shit, that's pretty wild. Somebody, there's like a big producer. I think they stepped down recently and they were behind uh, Neon. It's, one of, it's always one of those things where like you think all these like smaller... Uh, like niche like a24 yeah you think like they're all like small like oh this was from the ground up and then you find out it was like this fucking like scott rudin is behind a24 and you're just like oh it's like fox searchlight it's like you uh-huh. think oh yeah it's a smallest the micro and it's like no it's not <laughs> it's like harvey weinstein's small company they just started you know mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just like one miramax miramax is a little different well didn't it start off that way it was like the smaller movies like clerks and Dust of Dawn and all those like Yeah, but I don't know if Harvey had money at that time or you know, you always gotta look like where 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 what was the first movie they produced. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't know, it's weird. You always find out that there's like people behind these like like Jason Bloom is like one of the few that was like we know started from fucking nothing. Because of our age, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you always find out like A twenty four, like I said, is Scott And Rubin. now he's a fucking tyrant I hear. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! What are we gonna do? He's like all numbers. He doesn't give a shit about like creativity anymore. Hey, baby, it's a business, baby. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, but go watch it. Uh, It's great. Uh, Ruben said it's on VOD, so watch the fucking movie on VOD. I I rented it and I regret not buying it because it was fifteen dollars to buy. Yeah, and I was like, ah, I just rented it for six bucks. But I wish (sighs) I would have bought it. This year is going to be pretty fucking wild with movies, my still, boy. Still, dude, so many slates, good stuff coming out. Everything they opened up the slates. Everything's coming out. Dude, Dune, Ghostbusters coming Dune, out. They annou- oh, is it coming out? Yeah, it's coming out this summer. Dune, they oh, no, announced. November, November. Dune, they're like, we're still on the mm-hmm. October first, whatever. Like, we're still on it. HBO Max in theaters at the same time. So we'll see if that actually happens. The but. new, the new Halloween movie is coming out this year. 
That's gonna be good too. Ooh. Halloween Kills or something like that. Ooh. <laughs> you did not like, did you like that, that, the last one. I did like the last one, but eh, I mean, we'll see. It's same not same people. It's not right. something I'm looking forward to. You know. What oh I mean? my god, dude, that was like a really really fun uh, theater experience. Did you go to that one? I know it was like all like a lot of us. Did went. I see what? Do you see I with you guys? So. Yeah, Johnson, right? Did yeah, Johnson go Melissa to you guys? Was there, yeah, all I went of us, there with you guys. Everybody was all drunk. Hills? I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I remember like Daniel was drunk and Melissa or something. They were like, man. Yeah, there's a lot of us. Yeah, there's a lot of us. That's uh, fun, dude. Yeah, okay. So uh, we're going to be coming back with these uh, movie theater experiences, my yeah. boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully things get better. Hopefully I can get my own fucking soda at an AMC soon here. Uh, I know. <laughs> I don't like that, dude. I like to do my own mixtures. <laughs> I like <laughs> the, to do suicide, you know what I mean? Gang, gang. Coca-Cola freestyle. <laughs> <laughs> it's not freestyle when they serve it for you. Yeah, dude. man. Come on, bro. That's a routine. That's not a freestyle, my boy. <laughs> but uh, that's uh, where we're going to end this pod. I hope you guys enjoyed it. As usual, uh, go watch Killing of Two Lovers and get back to us and let us know. Uh, see you when I see you or see you on the other side. All right, later.